0: Hey friends, welcome to Let's Talk with Stephanie Odom. I am your host, Stephanie. I'm so honored to have you here, and this podcast is all about motivation, inspiration, and just the filmy goods, the the give you the little push, the little nudge that you need to kickstart your day in a positive way. So if you're interested in positivity and you're interested into sending so much love out into the world, stay tuned and let's get started. Happy Monday, and welcome back to the podcast. So today's topic is going to be about why we need one main person in our corner, one main cheerleader, one main person that we mainly confide in and that we feel safe and secure with. And of course, we're going to back it up with a little bit of evidence, but I want to just check in and and explain the importance of seeking and having someone that you feel is 100% for you that you feel that you're safe with, and that you can confide in. Now, I'm not talking about therapy and traumas and things like that, because clearly, if you are dealing with something, please go get help. Please go get a therapist. Please go get a psychologist, whatever you need to get done. But I'm talking about everyday events that go on that you reach for the phone and you call for that one, you call to that one special person that you feel can just connect with you about something. Or maybe you're going through something that You plan on telling your therapist, but uh, you're not going to your therapist until a few days from now, so you pick up the phone and you call this one person. You purge on this one person and you confide in them. That's what we're talking about today and why everyone needs one. Just to start off, I want to explain that psychology has proven over and over again that our human nature, who we are, our default mold, is meant to be social. We are designed to be social beings. Even if you're an introvert, you are social at certain types of things, whether it be you find your social life, in, you know, online, or you're a text person, or even if you don't physically like to be there, maybe you you like talking on the phone, whatever the case may be, we are wired and designed to be social beings. It's been proven that being lonely has been linked to poor well-being, leading to worse physical and emotional health. That's why a lot of times, too, you hear mothers talk about, especially when they're first time mothers, they talk about being lonely and wishing that they had more friends or wishing that they had someone more to talk to. And it boils down to not having a social support system is really detrimental to our stress levels in our bodies uh, studies have shown that when people feel lonely they have higher stress hormone levels and cortisol which all kind of goes back to the mind as well because of not being able to have someone to connect with not being able to have someone that we feel is a reciprocator of our enjoyments Think about it, whenever, think about it. Whenever something really great or something seriously crazy happens to you, after you handle the situation, is there one person that you pick up the phone and you call? Is there one person that you're like, I I need to get this off my chest, I need to talk to this person. And it doesn't, I'm not talking about therapy when it comes to like traumas and things like that, because that is an essential tool. I'm talking about one person in your life that you feel comfortable, relaxed with, and confide in, that is maybe one of your biggest cheerleaders, or maybe someone that when any event happens, they're the first person that comes to mind that you wanna tell. I mean, it could be your husband, it could be a best friend, it could be a sister. I mean, it doesn't matter. But having that one person is so great for our health and our well being. And I just pray that everyone listening to this has at least that one main person. For me, I have quite a few. I've been very blessed and one of my main people I lost in August. However, I have quite a few that I really feel I have built into my life that I can trust and confide in. Now, I will say that sometimes certain people are better handling certain situations than others. And what I mean by that is that certain people in my life, they serve a certain purpose, not Everyone that I associate or have in my small circle serve the same purpose. And what I mean is if I know something more serious is going on, I'm not going to call the person that's my goofball friend. I'm not going to call that person and really confide into something that I just feel like I'm down on my luck and suffering the soul If they're more of the goofball friend, they're more of the happy-go-lucky. And, and that's what I mean by different people in your life serve different purposes. But you at least have to have one person that you can kind of purge on within expectations of considering their feelings, of course. However, there needs to be one person that you feel like you can just honestly open up to with judgment-free. Anything, it doesn't matter what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you want to do. If you want to go and open a, a bar in clear across the states or in another country, what is that one person that you have that you could tell something like that to? It's a necessity. It is not something that, oh, I wish I had No, you have to invest in people and have them invest in you and not wasting your time on things that don't really matter. So if you have a friend that you know you can go out and go clubbing with and have fun with like that and cut loose, is that also your friend that you can really be serious with and open up to and confide in them without having your thoughts or your feelings dismissed? if you can't tell, I'm really into psychology and I love learning about the way that brains and chemicals and our hormones are all kind of combined and what they find out. So I stay pretty up to date on those types of articles. And I was actually, fun fact, I was actually going to school to be a forensic psychologist and into that field. Um, and then I wind up uh, turning and switching my major, of course, but. I just wanted to, to give you a little bit of facts. So according to a 1970s psychology research, people with weaker social networks actually die younger. Their life expectancy has been proven to not be of the full average of someone who is more so connected into whether it's social groups or social activities or either ga- even gatherings. That has been physically proven And although that is an older research, that it is still backed up and supported to this day because the way we are wired is to be connected with people, to feel aha moments. Oh, that's me. Oh, you know what? I can relate on that on so many levels. And so by connecting and feeling like we're not alone, even if you're reading something that someone writes, whatever the case may be, by having that sense of, you know, normalcy that you feel amongst yourself, that sense of relatability, it it really is so improving to your mental health, your physical health, and just an all-around person when it comes to feeling understanding and connected. It is proven that the average social ties increase overall survival by 50%. It has been proven, and it's still being studied even more to this day. I know that I give you Research that was from 1970s, but it's still backed up. If you were to look and research it, it's still backed up and proven that we are built to be social beings. We just are. We enjoy the interaction, even if you're an introvert, because I'm going to tell you, I'm an introvert, too. I feel so much energy around me when I'm in large groups. It's almost like I can't breathe sometimes, like a panic attack or same way with elevators. Even if there's not a bunch of people around, like elevators do it to me, too. So I am more of an introvert. However, I do enjoy having great company around me. I really do. I enjoy hosting certain things and inviting people that I feel are great company. So back to the the main topic is who is that main person for you? Who is the person that no matter what you say, no matter what you talk about, they are not going to look at you any differently and they're going to reciprocate in the conversation. Who is that for you? So let's do the flip of this. What about the people that actually are in your life, whether they're family members or friends that you've had for a really long time and you have a history together. So you you have that love type of bond. But what about the people that drive you crazy, no matter where they fit in your life? What about those people? Right. I know we all have them. We all have them where they just maybe lack filter or we bump heads at times, although we love them. We just bump heads it's been proven that these types of relationships really do challenge us. They extend our theories and our thought process and the way that we see the world. So perhaps these type of people are placed in our life to really give us a different aspect or to also strengthen our beliefs. I know you've got to have one, the one that You can't believe they just said that and the way that they think at things, you just don't agree or the way they look at things, you're like, how did you even get that? I know you've got one because I do. Not that you don't love them. You're just not on the same page when it comes to the thinking process. And that's okay too. That's respectable, too. But it has been proven that we actually need these types of people in our lives to help challenge us. Have you heard the saying "Two, two brains are better than one, three, four, so forth and so on? It's because it actually gets the thinking process and the emotional process in our bodies to get to turn it. So we're like little mice on a spin wheel or whatever type of animal. And so by having someone that is challenging us, it gets our brain to spin it. And it gets our brain to like, wait, did I, did I really think of it at that angle? Did I did I think about that aspect of things? Although you may have certain people in your life that drive you absolutely crazy. They are still needed to serve a purpose for you and to also be interactive with you for the simple fact that it improves your thinking process and your theory process and your ability to maintain your emotions. So although we need certain people in our life that we can confide in, we also need those people that just drive us crazy at times with the way that they come across or the way that they express the way that they think. Now it takes all kinds of people to make up the world. Thank goodness that we're not all the same because how boring would that be? But I just want to let you know that if you do have someone that you confide in and the way that they come at you or the way that they seem to think doesn't match with yours, that's okay too as long as they're respectable to you. Now, if they are in the relationship and they're encouraging bad behavior or causing distress, then clearly you need to reevaluate who's in your life and you need to go talk with someone because stemming from that is clearly a trauma that you may have been through. So if you're allowing these person, these people or this person to stay in your life, then there's an internal thing that you feel on the reason why you might be afraid to lose them. And that is something that you need to go seek help for. But I'm not talking about someone that causes distress or offers bad behavior. I'm talking about someone that really just gets your mind to, to spin in or kind of gets you a little bit bowled up about something, those types of people. I'm talking about the ones that challenge you, not by putting you down or causing you distress, but the ones that you're like, I didn't think about it that way, although I don't agree with it. And you sit there and you actually listen for a minute and you're having reciprocating conversations and they're being respectful, you're being respectful. These people are important into your network too. Because what if you come across a topic or something that may have happened in your life these people will serve a purpose to give you an, an opposite perspective. Once again, we all need different types of people to make up our circle. However, you really need someone that can get your mind to spin in and to make you feel comfortable and to really help you grow. It's important to ex- be able to express yourself, be able to confide in Interact with someone, even if they're not on the same page with you all the time, and that's okay, too. In the Catholic religion, they believe in confession. Now, I am not Catholic, and I'm not saying that I do or do not agree with that religion. I'm just using this as an example on how it appears to, to not only help the soul, but it's also good for the body. And you don't have to confess to a priest or anything like that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is what is the one person that you do confide in and confess things to? One person that when you are just having a really bad day or you are just going through the ringers and it seems like you're getting hit left and right and nonstop and you are underwater, can't breathe, feel like you're drowning. Who is one person that you call and just, I just need to talk. I need to vent. Are you busy? Like, who is it? Because we all have to have one. Like I said, a therapist is, is definitely a great idea. But who is in your circle? Who is in your network? We can't keep our feelings suppressed. where We're not meant to. We can't keep like a recluse or like a crab in our shell. We're not built for that type of thinking or being. We are meant to be social beings. Suppression Keeps your feelings to yourself and it leads to abnormal behavior because eventually you just explode. Causes more diseases, lower immune system because you're so stressed and the hormones that are imbalanced with stress get suppressed as well. May also cause more trauma. You may act radical or spontaneous or you may be the opposite of that end and you may do nothing and everything piles up, piles up. You're not getting anything accomplished or done. Suppression has been linked to tension, headaches, stomach problems. I know that I am definitely one to where when I am under a lot of pressure, I do tend to have stomach issues. I do, for whatever reason, my body just, it works that way. It reacts that way. My stomach will start to hurt or um, on the other end, you know, be having, you know what I'm saying? I mean, suppression and just keeping it in, keeping it bottled in. Really does have its effects not only mentally, but it will start acting physically. I know y'all can relate. I know I'm not the only person that, whenever I am hard, stressed out, you know, balls to the wall type of oh, I'm just stretched too thin, whatever the case may be, that starts to physically have problems, whether it's acne or fever blisters or stomach problems. I know I'm not the only one because it's proven that it really does cause these types of physical symptoms. So who is the person that when your back is against the wall that you call? And it doesn't have to be just one person. Like I said, I've been so blessed in my life to have more than one person that I can really confide in and trust with a lot of deep things that are going on or just the way I'm thinking about certain things. But who is yours? Is it your sister? Is it your mom? Is it your best friend? I pray that everyone listening to this either already has that one person and you take away something positive from this or that you find your one person, that you invest time and energy and love into nurturing that type of relationship to where it's beneficial to you and that person. Now, not all confidence are the same. A lot of times when it comes to talking with friends and family, you do have to consider their feelings to where if you go and see a therapist, you don't have to worry about their feelings. You can lay it all out on the table. And clearly, if you're going through something to get real advice and real healing from that you want to do for your inner self and for yourself, then I do suggest going to a therapist. But that is a different topic for another podcast because we're not talking about that. We're talking about the feelings of the person that you're confiding into and the feelings of the person that you can truly trust to kind of open up and make you feel better when you're going through something really tough at that time. And I just wanted to to make this podcast and put it out there and say that, they, that there are many people that are for you, not against you. And I really pray that you can open up and be honest and raw with someone, even if it's your spouse and have that type of relationship to where you don't feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Because I have mainly three people in my life that I can be like, Hey, this is what's going on. I've just had enough. I need to vent. I need to talk. And we sit there and we talk. And I am that person for a lot of people. They know that if they come to me, their secrets, their stories, their problems do not go past me and they know that. So not only someone that can do it for you, but maybe you are meant to be it for someone else as well. I hope that this was so helpful for you guys. I hope that you have your one person and I hope that you are just receiving so much love and positivity and prosperity. I know that this has been a really rough year. I know that we have lost so much this year and I'm just sending you so much love All right, friends, I hope this podcast was helpful. Until next Monday, y'all be safe, and I'm sending you so much love. Bye-bye.